Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of ALM's award-winning magazine, Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. And welcome to the September edition of Law Technology Now. I am absolutely thrilled to have one of my favorite people in the world with me today, uh, Bob Ambrosi. And Bob has been with LTN as long as I have been with LTN. He was our original columnist, uh, took over the web column. We named it WebWatch. And that was 12 years ago. And he's been kind enough to share his wit and wisdom with us throughout. And Bob, I understand this is a significant day for you for your show on the Legal Talk Network. Uh, tell our listeners, if you would, why this is a, a milestone for you. Well, first of all, hello, Monica, and thank you for having me on the show today. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, well, we just uh, actually just got done uh, not long ago today recording our 250th episode of Lawyer to Lawyer, a podcast. We've been doing it for five years, week in and week out. Uh, and uh, we uh, we hit the 250 milestone with this show. Well, congratulations. I know it's a very popular show and you've done such a wide range of topics. Looking back on, on the show, what would you say your maybe one or two most favorite or unusual or surprising shows have been? Well, uh, and I also meant to say, I th- we think this makes us the longest continually running legal podcast. I don't, I, I haven't found any others that have kept going. There have been some other people who've been doing it longer, but starting and stopping and changing shows. Um, you know what's what's been amazing? It's it's hard to pick any one show. Uh, I was talking. My my co-host is Jay Craig Williams, of course, is a lawyer out of California, and we were talking earlier about just the fact that it, it's just been a lot of fun, and we've had such a range of interesting people over the years, people from all over the world, prominent lawyers, judges, the presidents of the American Bar Association, uh, people involved in really meaningful work, funny people, serious people, uh, people that have made you want to cry, people that make you want to laugh. It's really been, it's just been a lot of fun to do. Well, I know how much the legal community appreciates you and how much our LTN audience appreciates you as well. So on behalf of all of them, I give you a big cyber hug. Um, tell our audience, for those who might not be familiar with you, which I find hard to believe, uh, a little bit about what you do when you're not at a microphone. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a lawyer. Uh, as you know, a, a lot of my career uh, since getting out of law school was actually in journalism. I was uh, an editor and a division director with ALM, where where you're employed, uh, and worked uh, at uh, another legal publishing company, the Lawyers Weekly chain before that. Uh, and so now I, I focus my law practice on technology and media law, and uh, I actually... Uh, I'm uh, I'm a lobbyist uh, for the newspaper industry in Massachusetts, although I like to say I'm a good lobbyist because I'm the kind of lobbyist who we don't don't give money to anybody and we don't go to all those expensive dinners and all that kind of stuff. We just fight for access to public meetings and public records and and issues like that. So uh, that's where I focus my time. And of course, I do a lot of blogging and and, uh, writing uh, and uh, have my own blog, Law Sites, where I write about technology and the web. And your main blog site is? It's lawsitesblog.com. The blog is called Law Sites. Terrific. 
Um, this month in your column, which again has been running for 12 years, thank you so much, has the provocative title of Are Legal Blogs Dead? And you lead off with a, a quote that just made me laugh when I, when I read it, which is a direct quote from a lawyer in 2002. I can see the amusement value in these things, but I can't see how they are of any use in a law practice. Um, that was 2002, and that was only, what, by my math, eight years ago. What's changed in that eight years, Bob Ambrosi? Well, uh, you know, needless to say, what's changed for blogs, not just in, in the legal industry, but, but uh, throughout blogging of any kind, is that blogs really have, have come into their own and, and gained uh, respectability. I mean, I think back in 2002, when that lawyer said that, there was still this idea that blogs were just sort of personal journals and, you know, gossipy sorts of uh, uh, sites for, for posting uh, information. Uh, and uh, blogs have become legitimate sources of news and information, you know, again, not just within the legal industry, but but across uh, across the spectrum, such that uh, we now view at least uh, at least most of us view blogs as you know real legitimate uh, media media outlets. And in the beginning of your article, you talk about SCOTUS and the SCOTUS blog. That's been somewhat of a landmark uh, blog over the years. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Well, what's what's remarkable to me? I mean, what I what I say is that SCOTUS blog is kind of the the, the gold standard of of what a blog can be you know scotus blog uh, is uh, is a blog that was started primarily to to you know to promote uh, the the supreme court practice of tom goldstein and uh, his firm uh, and uh, it over as it developed over the years they brought on staff they brought on uh, you know lyle deniston as a prominent legal journalist who covered the supreme court for years uh, and uh, academics and other people, and, and they created a blog that has really become the preeminent resource on the Supreme Court. Uh, and uh, it is, you know, it, there there is probably no better source out there right now for people interested in what's happening at the Supreme Court, whether it's a, a mainstream journalism source or, or anything else uh, than SCOTUS blog. And it's funny because I just got a uh, my 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 column I guess popped up on Law.com uh, today or yesterday, and I just got an email from the folks who run SCOTUS Blog to uh, let me know that they're next week unveiling a new and improved SCOTUS Blog that they say is going to be a, a radical redesign of of the site, offering even more news and features. So I'm looking forward to see what that brings. Sounds like another potential column. Uh, so in this issue, you did 15 new sites. What was, if you had to pick one that you were the most impressed with off this list, which one would it be? Um, there were, well, there were several sites here. And I, I guess what I, what I wanted to say uh, by way of an explanation or perhaps to set the stage here is that what what inspired me to write this this month was that I was looking at uh, a couple of different news sites, and I and I guess I'm trying to remember now the one, uh, a couple. One was this this site called Just Books, which is uh, from the Brennan Center for Justice at New York University School of Law. Um, and all of these, this whole article is up on Law Technology News, of course, and and all the links are included there, but. Uh, really, just a site dedicated to 
justice books and ideas, as they say, but it's it's part blog, part literary review, uh, very well done, thoughtful pieces, uh, uh, in-depth pieces, criticism essays. Again, a, an example of kind of some of the, some of the best of, of what a blog can be, um, and, and the and and how it can really be a source of uh, uh, of uh, of thought. You know, the ability to provoke thought and discussion within the legal community about important issues is is what's uh, key here. The one that jumped out at me for probably the most clever of the fifteen was first one at one first. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about that blog? Yeah. Well, this is a guy who, uh, he was in his third year of law school, just down the street from, lived just down the street from the Supreme Court. Uh, And last year, uh, as the academic year, as he began his third year of law school, uh, he decided uh, that he was going to be the first one in line every morning to get into the Supreme Court, uh, thus the title of the blog. And uh, he would blog about the Supreme Court, about what he saw and observed there. Now, uh, of course, he's graduated now. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I just followed up with him as well. Since I since I wrote this, I, I heard back from him uh, who tells me that he's uh, got some big plans that he uh, is not willing to reveal at this point for this blog uh, also that will kind of change its focus uh, a little bit over the over the coming months uh, so we have to stay tuned and see what happens there and of course to understand the headline we need to know that the supreme court is apparently addressed at 1 first street Uh, I just thought the title was just magical. We have to take a quick break to get a word from our wonderful sponsors. And when we get back, we'll talk about a few more uh, interesting uh, blogs that have recently come out in the legal world, including the Legal Divas blog, which I'm sure you can imagine grabbed my attention right away. I'm Monica Bay, and you're listening to Law Technology Now. Interested in having a show on Legal Talk Network? We'd like to talk to you about building your firm's marketing strategy with legal podcasts. Give us a call at 781-551-9960. That's LegalTalkNetwork.com. Legal Talk Network has been producing award-winning legal podcasts since 2005. Subscribe to our RSS feed and start downloading today. It's free. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. Perfect. I'll do that right now. And we are back. My guest on our September edition is the fabulous Robert J. Ambrosi. And I always worry that I'm mispronouncing your name. Have I butchered it like I always do for 12 years, or did I finally get it right? Uh, You got it perfect. Yay! Practice makes perfect. Um, Legal Divas Blogs has just like uh, first one at one first has a a catchy title. Uh, Who's behind uh, that blog and what are they up to? 
Well, these are uh, four women partners at a firm, Bowman and Brook. Uh, that's a, a Minneapolis-based firm, but it's a it's a national firm and has offices all over the country. And it's a blog focused on diversity law, uh, and uh, it's intended to be a resource for women in law and other professions to help keep them up to date on best practices, benchmarking, current issues, and trends that impact women in leadership business and law. And uh, and I, I like you, I, I love the name of it. I, there are a couple here that I just really love. I, I thought the names <laughs> the names were very clever. Uh, uh, case Closed is another one. Where that was great. Uh, that closed was great. is C-L-O-T-H-E-S-E-D. Uh, and it's a blog about fashion law, appropriately enough. Uh, that delighted uh, out me. Out of New York Law School. And I, I have to give a plug for my colleague, uh, Vivia Chen, because she has recently launched a blog, an ALM blog that is on our recently revised uh, law jobs site called, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, The Careerist. And she has just a wicked writing style, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I particularly enjoyed her extremely controversial uh, rant about uh, a faith-based law schools, which has is just breathtakingly controversial. And uh, I highly advise anyone interested in the in the law school uh, developments to take a look at her blog. It mostly focuses on issues of concern to um, law students and, and professionals who are struggling or, or dealing with various career issues. And she she just is terrific. I, I highly recommend it. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad right you mentioned along. that. Yeah, go ahead, Bob. I was just going to say, I'm glad you mentioned that only because, I, of course, since this article has come out, I've already heard from all the people who said, well, how come you didn't mention this blog or that blog? And, you know, the problem with ever making a list is that uh, is there's so much that gets left off. And I, I really just meant these to be some some examples of, of new blogs. These are all new blogs, all recently launched blogs. And, and the whole idea was to be this, to, was to say that, uh, you know, blogging is not dying. Uh, look at what's coming out. Look at what's emerging to see that this is a, a very vibrant area within the legal profession. And speaking of another blog with a very clever name, I loved Crime in the Suites. What's that one all about, Bob? Well, uh, as you might expect, it's about white collar crime. I mean, it's a, it's a criminal defense firm in Washington, D.C. that focuses on uh, white collar crime, uh, defense of white collar crime, uh, Department of Justice enforcement, federal sentencing, uh, and and uh, you know and whatnot. And and again, uh, a, a very clever name. As a matter of fact, I, I did a separate separate blog post on my own blog at some point about some of the clever names I'm seeing in blogs recently. It really struck me. So we've looked at and talked about a handful of the blogs that that. Bob Ambrosi mentions on our legal blogs dead, which you can find in the print edition of Law Technology News or online at www.lawtechnologynews.com. Um, Bob, let's step back a little bit, and you've had the opportunity now for more than twelve years to to check out and assess and evaluate the blogs of the as they have come and gone. If you were going to give advice to someone who was about to test the waters and, and, and try to launch a new blog, what are the top pieces of advice you would give to a lawyer or a legal professional who was about to launch? 
Well, it's it all comes down to quality content. Uh, it's it's not necessarily how clever is the name uh, or anything else. Uh, you know, a lot of lawyers will say to me they're concerned that somebody is already writing about the topic of law they're interested in. Um, it, it doesn't matter if you write good quality content, thoughtful content. If you are uh, 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 engage in, in what you're doing, uh, concerned about what you're doing, it'll show through in your blog and it'll draw readers. Uh, so, you know, and the, the other part of that is is to use your blog as kind of a, a home base. Uh, reach out, uh, get on Twitter, uh, comment on other people's blogs, read other people's blogs, uh, and comment on them on your own blog. Uh, blogging is part of social media, and it's called social for a reason. You, you need to get engaged and get involved with other people out there. Probably the number one question people ask me, and of course I should shill our blogs. Uh, LTN has two blogs. We have the EDD Update blog, which is a multi-author blog. And I was the first person here at LA, at ALM to, to launch a blog, which is the Common Scold. And that is at, surprise, surprise, www.thecommonscold.com. Um, it's been really fun to watch it evolve. The Probably the number one question I get is, well, Monica, how many times a week or a month do you have to blog for it to work? And what do you, how do you answer that question when you get that, Bob? <laughs> I hedge and say it depends. Uh, really, if, if you're launching a new blog and you want to build up readership, you have to post with greater frequency than than if you're more established and you have a you have an established readership. I, you know, I find on my law sites blog, uh, I, you know, I used to try and blog if not every day. I mean, well, at least every day and multiple times every day if I could. Uh, and now, uh, if I blog once or twice a week, sometimes I'm I'm doing doing good. Uh, and it, it, you know, I, I, I now have a, a, a loyal readership that kind of will read me, uh, even if I go away for a week, but if you're a, a new blogger and you're really trying to build up traffic and interest in your blog, you, it's important that you try and do it every day. It doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a, a thousand word post, uh, a, a quick post sometimes is all you need to do, but, but frequency does matter when you're starting out. Bob, we could talk for probably three hours on this topic. I never get bored on the subject of blogs. It's it seems like it's evolving every time you turn around. And and I mean, I, the the last thing I did, I was really excited about, was I figured out how to put the YouTube code in so that I could actually embed the videos right into my posts, which was great fun. But what, as we get close to the end, the last question I want to ask you is: What are the biggest mistakes that bloggers uh, do? The biggest mistake is bloggers who don't want to be bloggers. The people who get into it who don't really want to be doing it because they've heard they should be doing it or because they want to try and build up uh, you know, SEO for their for their websites, but their but their heart really isn't in doing it. Um you need you need to have a, a certain level of commitment and, and you need to really be interested in the topic you're writing about and interested in writing about it on a regular basis. Uh, I, I always suggest that people blog uh, under the radar for a while. Uh, before you announce to the world that you have a new blog, uh, keep keep posting at it for a couple of months. Build up some material, see how it feels. And then when, you, when you're comfortable with it and you're sure you're going to stick with it for a while, then announce it to the world. But uh, 
Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a get an announcement of a blog and and it, they never post again after that. Absolutely. Well, it's been my absolute pleasure to have Bob Ambrosi with us today. Bob also has a show, Lawyer to Lawyer, on the Legal Talk Network. He writes the column Web Watch, which he has written for twelve wonderful years for Law Technology News. Bob, if someone wanted to reach you, what's the best way to contact you? They go to my blog, lawsitesblog.com. Com or email me ambrogi, A-M-B-R-O-G-I at legaline.com, L-E-G-A-L-I-N-E.com. Or I'm on Twitter, Bob Ambrogi. And that sadly brings us to the end of the September issue. I, Bob, I would have liked to talk to you all afternoon. And uh, some thank yous, as always, are in order to the team in Boston with Legal Talk Network. That's Lou Ann Reeb, Kate Kenny, Scott Hess, Mike Hockman. In New York, our ALM team includes Jill Winward and my wonderful producer, David Jasper. And I'm Monica Bay, editor of LTN Magazine. And to remind you, as always, there is no crying in baseball or technology. We will see you in October. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today.